Hey friends, we are so glad you are here and we want to welcome you to the podcast. We are Lori and Michelle, your host for this show. We are sharing our imperfect journey back to God, where we will talk about faith, wellness, and of course, Jesus. We were deceived by the enemy for many years. We fell into false practices and false teachings, and we have picked up the Bible again to find the truth. We are here to glorify God in all that we do. We are super grateful for our Lord to give us this platform to share our journey and be part of his story. Welcome back, everyone. It's Michelle and Lori, and we're doing another video podcast. So again, if you're watching this on YouTube, hello. And if you're listening on on the podcast, hello again. And if you were new to us and you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to consider subscribing and share about this. It really helps us out a lot. And if you're on YouTube, give the video a like and leave a comment down below. Again, your support means a lot to us and we value your time for you even taking the time to be here and watching Lloyd and I share our thoughts on this. As you can probably tell from the title, we're going to be talking about some things, the hard stuff that's in the Bible that Jesus teaches about that we notice in ourselves having issues with looking back and reflecting back on our own lives. But also we can see how the ways of the world of people quickly are to judge and put Christians into a box based upon some of these hard teachings. And so Lori and I just wanted to share something that came through us that was very powerful and profound that we just, we just had to share with you guys because we think if people saw it more from this angle, I don't know, maybe things would just be a little different in the world today. (laughs) Our hope, our prayer is that. But before we begin, we're going to start off with prayer. We find it very powerful. The prayer is so powerful and so important to do. So we're going to pray with you all girls right here to now. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this gift, for us being able to use this platform to reach and to speak and to connect with so many amazing people around this world that we can come together as a community eager to learn more about you and to learn more about Jesus and who he was and what he came here to do and what he did for all of us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this amazing gift. Heavenly Father, we ask that you speak through Michelle and I to do today's message. That's less of Michelle and I and more of you. That the Holy Spirit works through us and the message gets across in the way that you want everyone listening to hear it and to receive it. And Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you for everybody who is watching or listening to today's episode. We are so grateful to have them here. So thank you for bringing these amazing people into our lives. And Heavenly Father, we ask that the Holy Spirit works in all of their hearts, that they walk away from today's message understanding you better and knowing your deep love for them. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, girls, we're going to get dive in today. Like we said before in our last vlog, we highly touched on um, the Beatitudes from the first part of chapter five in Matthew, which I always, again, find very interesting that there's different takes and ways of looking at that. But that goes to show, you know, it is important for all of us to read the Bible ourselves and to discover Jesus on our own terms. It's because it is an individual basis relationship. As Michelle said, today we wanted a high level share some other ways that Michelle and I went back to review the Bible as our other heart-to-heart conversation where we opened up about how we were kind of scared to open up the Bible and really read it and really see what's inside of it. We only enjoyed those stories that you'll hear about as kids growing up. But we realized, no, we need we need to be responsible. We need to be disciplined um, 
followers of Jesus and really get to know him and rereading chapter five in a different light and studying it and a new level, I would say, of love and overcame Michelle and I today. And I could relate a lot of the stuff that what Jesus was sharing here as a mother now. And I'll dive deeper into that as we go forward. But let's first talk about, I guess, what one you want to start with, Michelle, the anger? Well, actually, before before we get into that, I just want to do touch up on what Lloyd said that's so important for I believe believers and non-believers to read the Bible for themselves to make their own conclusions. I was actually uh, went out of town a week ago or so, and I was listening to a podcast, never listened to this podcast, but just found it. And it was the the people that were on it. I, I'll have to link up their information below. I don't have them in front of me right now, but they were pretty much, they have a book out there and they were giving it towards millennials and helping them realize that how important it is for them to open up the Bible themselves. Cause so many of us, Again, the reason why I can speak on this is Laura and I were guilty of this as well. So we're coming from a sense of we, we got you, we understand, and we have compassion for you. We also we hope you get inspired to join along with us to read the Bible yourself by Laura and I sharing our journey because what they were also worth mentioning is that so many people are basing upon Christianity and the Bible and Jesus based upon what others are saying. And if you just sit there for a minute, <laughs> why are we giving so much of these other people that are teaching this stuff so much I don't know like putting them up on a pedestal in a way that everything they say it's 100% right and accurate and stuff when realizing that we're all humans and we're all at fault we're all going to make mistakes we're all going to sometimes get our own biases interpretations in there not speak the ultimate truth I think they were just helping people see it's like it's so important for yourself to read it you can still listen of course to get other people to get other people's perspectives Lori and i do that inside our own bible studies we read it ourselves see what god's speaking to us and then we have certain people that we've been going to help us learn and study the bible so of course that's important again god what we realized too what we're going to get into here is it's all about relationships and he is a god of relationships and a god of love and a lot of the stuff that jesus teaches here in chapter five and lord and i will continue to share more as we move on through the bible here but it's truly if you look at it it's the heart of his love for his people that jesus came to restore humanity it's god loved us so much that he came down in, in a human form jesus to be here, suffer with us, to see what we're going through, and to help restore what's truly the problem, what's going on in our hearts. And we're going to dive a little deeper into that here. But I just wanted to share that it's truly important for you to make sure you are reading the Bible yourself, even if it takes you five years to read through it. I, you know, Don't put the timeline on yourself, but just set the intention and focus and, as Lois said, the discipline to do it. Again, if you want to join along with us, we'll give the link below where you can you can read the Bible with Lori and I and, and experience what it is like you know, almost in a sense as, as new time reading it. And we're just had this new level of appreciation and understanding that's coming through us. And it's all God, guys. Well, everything that Lori and I are sharing here is the work of Jesus through our hearts. And we had to pass it on to you because yes, the, he gets all the glory, all the glory. Because the love that we felt from reading this and a new appreciation, like, oh my gosh, if only more people understood this, I do believe the world would be a different place than it is today. And I think the reason why I'm also so passionate about it right now is because I have four nieces. And I will admit, guys, I am scared for the kids of the future generations if the world continues on with the way it is. If humans continue to think they know better than God, they continue to have closed-minded minds, that they think they're better than anyone else, and, and stop, and they're not seeing that we're all humans. We're all humans made from God, but God gave us the grace of free will to choose how we want to live our life, even though here in the Bible... He gives us guidelines, but so many of us, again, Lori and I can speak from experience because we went many, many years not reading the Bible and not being in the presence of God. 
that we felt we knew best how to live life what was good what was right and it led us led us to very dark destructive times we briefly touched about that in our previous podcast and stuff we're not going to get too much into our own personal stories here as we want the focus to be on on jesus's teachings here so one last thing though well before we begin i just want to mention to all of you a big um mindset that we encourage all of you girls listening or watching to have and what's something that michelle and i strongly embrace ourselves is having an open mind. Be open to what comes through you. Be open to seeing the world through Jesus's eyes. Be open to the deeper message I believe that Jesus was trying to portray here in chapter 5 and even 6 and 7 in the book of Matthew. These are deep stuff, heavy stuff, but I just encourage you, I know Michelle would agree, please, please have an open mind. Don't come in with a closed-minded again thinking that you know all like the pharisees let's all come together a unity of having an open mind to seeing things differently yeah and remember laura and i don't know everything we never want to come across that way so please don't hold laura and i up on a high standards and just because we're reading the bible and stuff don't we're not trying to show a look at us or anything like that no we are here as broken as ever just as broken as you watching and we all have our own issues. And that's one thing, like moving forward, a lot of these things, and we're only going to cover up on a few things. We might have to break this one up because this is, a, a we feel like some ju- the juicy stuff because it begins here with Jesus talks about murder and anger. Then it goes into adultery and lusting and, and divorce and, and marriage. And then on to some other deeper things. But we're just going to focus, we believe, on the first half today because it's, it's big stuff. And we're not going to go into every little detail about what's saying as verse by verse. Again, we do that in our Bible studies. We just want to help people approach this these teachings from a different light and through the eyes of jesus and what he truly came to do as i was saying he's here to restore humanity he's here to show us how god originally created us all to be and how to act and how to live and i just want you all to sit and think no matter what background you come from right we lived in a world where there was no murder there was no anger there was no hatred just think about that for a second just sit here and think about that if we lived in a world where we, we, everyone agreed what Jesus is saying here is true, that we should not have anger in our heart. We should not murder one another. We should not have this hatred, and we don't want to reconcile relationships. We just carry these, these hatred in our heart, and we don't want to fix relationships. Can you imagine if we lived in a world where that didn't exist? Well, relationships were pure. They were loving. They were honest. No one hated one another. And I think, again, a lot of people like, oh, Jesus is trying to take all the fun. The Christianities, there's all these rules. No one, they just, they don't want to have fun. They just, they just gotta be all this perfect little bubble. And I hope by you seeing this, this starting with this first one with anger, it's not saying that you can't have anger in you. Again, God created all emotions, and He knew we we're gonna experience anger. I mean, even Jesus, if you read, you can see He showed emotions in a lot of His teachings. So it's not so much about being stuck on that you're angry. It's that you let it boil inside of you. You let it. That's what Jesus came to look at our hearts. What truly, what causes someone to murder someone? What truly causes someone to have such hatred for another? That's what Jesus came to restore. And isn't that beautiful? Isn't that loving? And I think so many people just quickly to bash Christians. But look, Jesus loves you so much that he wants to create a world where you feel you safe in. You feel safe. You feel There's important. No hate. There's no evilness in a sense that we know of as of today. And I just asked you to, to, can you invite Jesus in just to see a little bit, you know, a little bit of that side of it. See Christianity from that side. It's not about trying to take away fun with all these rules, but it's truly about creating a better, safer 
world, not just for us as Christians, but for all people. Yeah, I think if you all just take a second, girls, I think all of us have had anger show up in our lives in one form of another. And I just want all of us to take this moment to reflect on those moments of anger. (laughs) I know for me, to give an example, being a mother, and I'm sure all the other moms out there who are watching can definitely relate to what I'm about to say. Having kids has stirred up so many different emotions inside of me. Sometimes I didn't even know existed inside of me. One being anger, frustration. And it hit me when I was reading this, not condemning me, but it was more convicting me of, hey, Lori, you're a very angry person at times when things don't go your way or when something has a different view than you. And I think, again, so many of us can relate to that. And I believe what Jesus was trying to get at with me is showing me this anger there to teach me something. And what am I going to do about that anger? Am I going to lead to go to do more sinful things? Which in the past it has. And I must admit, I'm not perfect. It still does to this day. Going back to my kids, you know, kids are kids, especially at all ages. They all bring different um, things for each parent to work through. And I know for me, mine is when my kids right now don't listen to me and they they think they they know something better than me. And I look, oh my gosh, that's what God is doing with all of us. He showed us these ways, these guidelines to kind of follow, to be in a more loving place, in a more loving relationship with other people, to, to protect us, to save us, to keep us safe. I'm like, oh my gosh. That's what I'm doing with my kids when I get angry about them not listening to me about doing that or doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm setting up boundaries for them to keep them safe because out of what? Out of love. I love my two kids so much that it gets me angry when they don't do something that I think is going to keep them safe or that I think is something better for them to do. And I'm like, guys, can you see that? Can you see that that is what God is doing? That's what Jesus came here to do was that deep love for his people, not to make them feel condemned or feel like they're horrible people because they get angry. No, I don't see that. I see more that he came here to show us, as Michelle mentioned, the heart. Lori, why are you getting so angry at your kids? That's making you raise your voice at them. It's making you yell at them. I've done that. I've I've confessed and asked for forgiveness, but it's helped me see anger and also to see love towards my kids in a completely different light because what does anger really do to so many of us? And I think that's also why it's so powerful that Jesus started off with anger because I think it's a very common thing on every single human on this being, even kids. I mean, your kids, you probably have seen, if you have kids, you probably have seen them get angry and how are they handling their anger? So I think anger is a big one that all of us can have compassion to, to somebody else, relate to somebody else in some degree, but I think, again, what Jesus was getting at here is the, is the deeper love because what that anger does. If I keep yelling at my kids, if I keep being mean to my kids because I'm so angry, then I'm not taking care of that issue in my heart first and being like more like Jesus, slow to anger so I can be more kind to my kids, be more loving. It's probably going to ruin my relationship with my kids down the road. They're only going to start probably hating me more, resenting me more, really not listening to me and things. And that's... What I'm not, it's not, I'm not doing my job as a mother. 
the gift that God gave me, I mean, I, I see me being a mother as a gift because it wasn't a promise to God that he was going to give everybody kids and everybody being a mom. But he blessed me with that. And I'm going to choose, you know, so I just, I see it more in that sense. And I hope that's getting across right that you're seeing this at a, at a different angle. And if you're, again, if you're a parent, you can probably see that at that different angle. But even if you're not a parent, as Michelle said, she's, a, she's an aunt. She can see that and sense that. So even if you're not a parent, you can probably sense that even if you don't have nieces, you probably have good friends that you, you care deeply for and that you can see if you get angry about something, if they get angry, something, what does it do to that person? It changes you and it's not really you. And I think that's too what Jesus is getting at, the anger that gets built up inside, what that leads to. And another big part of what Jesus is also teaching here is reconciliation, how important that is. And I think, again, with our world today, so many people are not wanting to admit they're wrong and not wanting to say, oh, wait, I messed up. You're human, too, to drop all differences. So many of us and Christians are included in this. And, and Jesus is also here as Christians. It's calling all of us to a higher standard of being. That's, again, to something to all to remember, but he's also not expecting us all to be perfect because if we were perfect, then he, we wouldn't need him. So just remember that too. We're not, we're, well, don't want you to approach this or come and do like, oh my gosh, I can't do all these things. Yeah, we can't either. No one can. And Jesus knows that. But again, it's, it's us to bring awareness of just helping us be better humans to make a better world. And just again, can you just imagine if we lived in a world where there was a little bit more peace, less hatred, less anger in, in people's hearts, and more people willing to be like, oh, wait, hey, I messed up and I'm sorry. Can we work on forgiving each other? Yeah, and that's actually something, again, going back to being a mom here. I had something, a big lesson that I've been very ingrained in my kids is that when, hey, when your sister hits you or when your sister takes your toy away from you or your sister sits too close to you and you don't want her sitting that close, whatever it gets that gets my kid upset about something, I quickly encourage them to do what? forgive your sister, ask for forgiveness because I teach them and I do it too. I show them that when mommy yells at you and I get mad, I go to them. I don't wait 10 days later or months later or years later. I'm very big about more being humble and being like, wow, I messed up. Hey girls, mommy messed up today. Mommy was not slow to anger today. Mommy got mad. Mommy went to anger and I'm sorry for that. Please forgive me. I think it's very important as parents to, and I think again, obviously as Christians to be that example in everyday life. And it's hard because again, the inner side of us, the earthly, the selfishness inside of us wants to be right. Oh, it's hard to be like, do that. I mean, anger is a tough one. And I, and I think that's that's why Jesus started with this when his lawyer was saying earlier, like anger is a tough one. Even if you're trying to be the really good human, you have anger issues. We all have anger issues. And I think that's why Jesus put this in here first, realizing that we're all, this is all stuff. I think if you look at it too, it's all stuff we all have in common. And we can't think that one person is better than another, maybe because maybe they got a handle on the anger, but they have other issues. And I think a lot of in this world today, they make certain of these more bigger than the other. But I think Jesus but I think is that's saying, why Jesus put all of them in here. Yeah. So to him, They're all, all of these are important. Just yeah, he put anger first. It's a big one because it can lead, lead to, to adultery. It can lead yeah. you to lust. It can lead you to divorce. It can lead you to murder. It can lead it, you, you know. to lie. It can lead you to, to not love your neighbor. So I think that's yeah, also, so it's not that they're not, one's better than the other. No, they're all, they're important. all issues. And I think this world, they'll 
likes to pick certain ones and make it be like, if you are this, you are horrible. God hates you. And this is the opposite of what Jesus is teaching. It's also what we were trying to show you guys in the Beatitudes one on our video that we shared earlier this week is that Jesus came for the opposite. He came for people that saw that they're truly broken. They feel outcasted from the ways of the world. That is who Jesus, Jesus isn't after healthy people. He's here for the sick, the ones that truly see that, well, I got issues and I need a savior and we need to show more gratitude for that. So one last thing I just wanted to mention that I may note my notes. I wanted to pass it on because I think that's also something why um, I believe that Jesus um, mentions anger in this way. And here again, looking at a different level, you know, man, God is a man of relationships and he created us all to be, you know, kind and loving to one another. So I wrote that the sinful anger that I think Jesus is talking about here robs us of fellowship with God as well with our peers. So I think anger, what Jesus is warning all of us, that anger is a serious thing because it can pull you away from God. It can make you pull you away from other people. It can make you feel distant and separated. And so I think that's also to what Jesus was getting across is that anger can rob us of the, you know, what the true relationship to be with God and also to be with other people. Because remember I believe, again, when I can hands down, I can see it in my own life and see it in the world when more anger is built up in all of side of us and all of us don't come back and ask for forgiveness for being wrong to somebody else. Most likely it leads you to go as we do something else that's more sinful. So um, I just encourage all of you to uh, reapproach reading uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, 21 about the anger, about what Jesus is saying. Sorry, starting at verse 21 and really see what the Holy Spirit speaks through you in your own life, knowing that it's going to convict all of us in different ways of where the anger is. I know right now in my own life is is being a mother and being slow to anger with my kids because they are kids. They don't know everything yet. That's my job as a parent. God entrusted me with to be their parent, to guide them. But if I come to them all the time with with anger and raising my voice and I'm, I'm, I'm not opening up that conversation for them and not letting them feel safe. So just a, a side note to kind of talk about anger, but now we're going to move on to the other big one. Talk about sex. <laughs> Let's do it. This is the first time Michelle and I ever talked about sex on publicly. <laughs> not something that everyone wants to do, but we realized again, it's, it's when we saw this and take on it, uh, it truly opened our eyes. And I will, I will admit I, 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 this was an area when I conceived the world, the, the way our society has made sex be, it's not sacred anymore as God intended it. it and it's not, again, this is one of those ones that people like, it's, it's our desires. God's trying to oppress us. He wants to keep us all to keep these inside of us. He's, he's, you know, he, no, that's, he doesn't want us having sex. Yeah, it's, it's not. And again, we ask you to come up with an open mind and to take away what you heard the world say about sex and relationships around, around God and Christianity. And just to see it, that it's truly about love and helping you feel safe. And when Laura and I, when we not just feel safe, but feel appreciated as a human being and i think that's yeah. also one of the bigger issues that jesus is bringing here again why did jesus talk about sex i wrote it in my bible sex is a big deal to jesus but not in a way of making you feel bad for having sex that's not what he doesn't say don't have sex here in the bible he's talking about the deeper issue of the problem with sex that has happened obviously way back then and unfortunately, it's still a very common thing in today's world. And I think now with the with social media and the ease of 
sexual things, people's bodies being portrayed poorly, it's even more acceptable through social media these days. And it's it's sad that I, as you said, I, I having two girls, I'm scared for them. So I'm definitely going to teach them more about how God views their bodies. And I think that's what Jesus was getting at here was the more of the lusting with intent and on purpose to fuel that sexual desire. Because what does lusting do? I also too wrote this in my Bible. It's dehumanizing that other person. And what is that? That is not love at all. And so you lusting at somebody just with your eyes and thinking of them in such a way, you're pretty much degrading that person to nothing. And as Michelle mentioned, if we could all live in a world, we saw each individual body as beauty and as something holy and sacred. I don't know. I, I just I feel like we wouldn't have so many problems around sex because people would see it as a very beautiful, loving, intimate thing, which is, I think, the way God created it to be not just something for human pleasure. And I think that goes back to as Christians and why some people might have a hard time with Christianity because they feel they're, ta- they're looking more at their earthly needs versus their spiritual needs here in terms of sex. Well, even considering the other person, again, this another thing I will ask you just to stop and consider. Can you imagine living in a world where you didn't have to fear that someone would sexually take advantage of you? Can you imagine living in a world where you didn't feel sexually pressured to have sex, to look cool, or to fit into the world? Can you just imagine if your daughter, your sister, your whatever in your life, if they didn't feel scared in their home that someone's going to abuse them sexually or they don't have to go to school and they're going to get cornered in school or, or rape. I mean, there's so many issues. Is if, every, if every human saw sex the way God intended it, and remember, God, God created man and woman. He created sex, so it's not like he's against it, but he created it as a, as a sacred thing at a sacred time for truly for love. And I think this world has made it lost that. And, and it's not to oppress us to not have sex. That's not what God's out. God, what, everything God created is good. God created everything that was good. So just take that in. So he created sex. So sex is good. So let's just get that out there. So I think it too about this, this adultery and the lusting that he's talking about here in verses 27 through 30 is that, again, I wrote in my notebook, is God is for relationships and he cares so deeply for all of us and to have good relationships. So again, if we're all going around and degrading other people based off our lusting sexual desires and not doing it from a true love, deep love, um, again, what we learn more of that agape love, I mean, you're, you're, you're hurting the other people, you're hurting relationships in your life. And I just pray that every parent out there that has a son and a daughter, that they are teaching their sons and daughters the beauty of their bodies, how sacred and holy they are, and how that they are a loving human being made out of love and not to abuse that. Don't let the worldly things make you abuse that beautiful gift of this body that God gave you because pretty much lusting is that you're saying, oh, that person is worth nothing. And that is not what Jesus is for. And that's what he's here to show them. And I think of obviously that was a big shock to people back then because the, yeah. sex was, I feel like sometimes can be used as just this you know, simple pleasurous thing that we do, not as this beautiful, sacred thing. Yeah, I just I have just some notes I've written on my notes when we learning more about this. 
Again, we're not experts on this. We know there's probably more to say. We're not saying everything that we're saying is 100% right. We're just asking you to have this new approach towards sex. Yeah, what I said before, have an open mind, just seeing it differently. Because Lori and I are, aren't, aren't perfect in this area, and we will admit that. Uh, so, again, but a lot the sex is mostly taken out of context. And if you look at it, if someone is sexually abused, what does it do to the person? It leaves deep scars. Whether that one person was into the relationship more than the other, again, deep scars. Whether someone was raped, again, deep scars. It's all different levels, and I'm not saying one's worse than the other. They're all horrible because it leaves deep scars. It truly changes the person. So, again, if everyone just saw sex, I mean everyone, men, women, old, young, solid as this beautiful sacred thing that you you don't abuse it with somebody don't don't please your pleasure on someone else you're you are destroying that other person again if more people understood the the level of what they're doing to that person i don't know i think and really seeing that it is a sin from god's eyes I, I, I believe the world will be differently. Our kids wouldn't be scared. We wouldn't have to be scared for kids going out into this world. We wouldn't have to be scared for ourselves. And I also, we learned that Jesus also taught this stuff is to help us all live in a world where we felt safe. All these things that he's teaching here also, not just around sexual desires and anger and stuff, but everything also that he teaches. He was trying to restore humanity back to the way that God originally created, where we all feel safe. Can you just imagine, can you really just imagine living in a world where you didn't have to feel scared about anything? You just imagine everyone respected you and saw you with the goodness as, as you see them and as but vice, vice versa. Some other things I just made note of is that Jesus and the scripture, the Bible, have the highest view of sex. Again, the society doesn't make it seem that way. Right? Ouch, big ouch there. <laughs> the highest view of sex in the body as something sacred and beautiful. It's our culture today that makes us treat our bodies as something less. Just think about that for a second. So many people are making God be so against sex, but really it's the world that's making you feel less than. Not God. God loves you and he wants you to see your body as amazing, as sacred, and only worth someone that truly loves you. And just, I want you to, I just ask you um, to sit with that or if you know of someone that needs to hear this message please pass this on to them, this, this video or this podcast, or I, I recommend you reading it yourself and studying this section of the Bible yourself. This is coming from Matthew chapter 5, verse 27 through 30. And that's also, to me, going back with a lot of this Jesus is teaching us. He's trying to get to the core issues of who you're being, not so much the action, but truly who you're being. And if you just allow yourself to sit with it and allow the Holy Spirit to work through you, and if, you, if you're a non-believer, we just ask you to, to really consider how you're approaching someone else's body and even your own body and see that you're worth more than that. And I, I don't know, I just, when I came across this, I had a new sense of appreciation. I wish I was more aware of this when I was younger and in those rough years and, and to all the kids out there that are young and the teens and you got a lot of hormones running through you. I understand that in the temptations of to look cool in school, to have something to talk about, and everyone's doing it. It's on all the TV shows. So I understand the pressure of the world that it puts on you. And that's why I said earlier, I pray for more and more parents to teach their kids yep. seeing this, their bodies and sex through God's eyes. It's not a shameful thing, um, but it is a thing that to be scary to be warned of to be mindful of of the lusting part and the degrading of somebody else and i just really want to also get across that i also made note here just reminding us that this is all about safety that girls feel safe going out there 
Can you imagine living in a world if you have a daughter or a sister that they lived in a world that they felt truly safe and that no one would sexually harm them? And boys today, this, the, the world has grown and evolved that it's, it, it's sexual harassment is to all, all different ages, all different sexes. So I'm not trying to just make it be about one because I truly believe like, what God is trying to show here with this message is that he wants all of us to see this part of humanity, this one desire all of us have from a different standpoint and how different the world would be. Again, can you just imagine feeling truly safe in your body and being safe in front of other people? And can you imagine if your kid felt that way, your daughter felt that way, your sister felt that way, your mom felt that way? I just wanted to, I just invite you to see the love. This is all about love. And something else that ended out here. Not to take away something from you. It's truly yeah. the love. But something else to consider here that I may note in a little sticky note my my notebook here is that this is a very private matter. A lot of times no one really knows that you're doing these lusting things. You know, that's why he talks about the eye. <laughs> and that's why he talks about the eye, you know, because it, to me, he's reminding us that it's, it's, it's you, it's your inside um, little movies in your head that are pleasing certain things. And so that's again, the deeper issue that Jesus is really trying to portray out of love. Like, Hey, you know, we know this is a private matter, but I encourage you to see that as that you're degrading that person, that you're devaluing them, that you're making them seem like they're nothing, but they were made in the image of God and you're made in the image of God. So I just bring that to remind you that this lusting thing in adultery, it starts as a private matter. And I think that's what Jesus is trying to be here. And so if you're somebody who suffers from anger and the lusting and this adultery behavior someone that suffers with just lust in your heart, uh, our biggest advice to you is not only read the Bible and let the Holy Spirit work through you, but call out to Jesus. Say, hey, Jesus, I need you here. And admit, I have this problem. I need you. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix it. I know there are some Christians out there, especially some men Christians that Michelle and I have come across that have talked about this have talked about pornography and how they overcame it and stuff like that. So I encourage you to, you know, one one good thing about the internet is that we do have people sharing their, their ways that Jesus helped them. So um, reach out to other people. Please do not hold this stuff in. Um, Jesus is there to help you. We encourage you to reach out. Yeah. I just really want to end it out here. We're just reminding you that Jesus came because he loves us so much. He's not here Again, to take away fun, take away things that give us pleasure in our life. He's here to, to for love and that he loves us so much. He Remember what he did for us, guys. He came, he suffered, he dealt with people hating on him as well. He died on the cross for us and rose again to, to give us hope and light for a better life. And these teachings help us show how we can start creating that better world, that better life now. It's a daily decision we all have to make now. No human is, is, is exempt from this. And I just, I just really want you to hopefully you get across the love. Lori and I, when we got done, we just sat with like, wow, God loves all of us. And to me, I told you, the perfect. Even when we do all these yes. things, he's still, he's still, he's and not giving me, up on and us. And to me, that goes back to my kids. Like they do things that get me anger or I see them being mean to their sister. I still love them and I still yes. want them to come to me and tell me what happened. I still want them so, to turn to me and see and see all of it from his eyes, through his eyes, that Jesus was talking about. If um, I just encourage we you to love look you at too. that way. We hope yes. this encouraged just you and inspired you. To see this you. Differently. These two very heavy, deep passages, um, part of some of it. We hope this served you in some way. The biggest thing we hope remind you is that God loves you. 
come to him to ask for forgiveness of these things and to and to be better again remember if we all do this just imagine the type of world that we live in but it starts with you it starts with happens in the home what we're teaching our kids what our family then extends out to how we're treating one another whether they look like us or not whether they live near us come from the same job of us. How are we truly treating and looking at other people of this world? We just want to say thank you again for joining us. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for this opportunity. We pray that everybody listening and watching has taken away what they need to take away or they sit with you more or they come to you in prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for that. We pray for the changed hearts, the transformed hearts and all of this. And thank you again, everybody, for watching and listening, for tuning in, for subscribing, for liking, for sharing about this. We truly mean so much to us but again this is all for god this is all because of god jesus working in michelle and i's hearts and we just want to have you guys be, join along with this ride with us encourage you to pick up your bibles read it and have an open mind to what you're reading and what you're taking away from it on how jesus can work in your life we love you all of you so much remember as we already mentioned quite a few often in today's episode god loves you and it's, we encourage all of us to start seeing that deeper love through his message through the Bible. So we'll see you guys in another one. <laughs>